Thank you so much, everyone who came out. It is awesome to see a crowded room on a Wednesday night. Uh, thank you to Skylight so much. You guys have been awesome to me since my first book when I was a nobody and you were taking a chance. Also, thank you to all my friends and family and other readers who let me keep doing events here because you show up and I don't get embarrassed. Um, thanks to my mom who flew in from St. Louis. She hates attention. I'm a little different. <laughs> uh, thank you to my friend Christy Bauer, who I'll tell you more about, but flew in from New York even further. So I have a little entertainment for you guys uh, to keep things exciting. But first, I'm going to read a little, uh, then we'll have some entertainment, then I'll answer some questions, and then you'll get your book signed. Uh, and... There are donuts. We've already discussed this with those of you who have been sitting or standing here for a while. I want to make sure everyone at least gets a donut. But after that, like, you can have a second one. Uh, they are from Donut Friend. Donut Friend is featured in this book. So I really want to give them a shout out because once I let them know that they were in there, they were super excited, gave me a really awesome deal on designer donuts. Thank God. Uh, but you know, it's that time of year, it is a tax write-off. So I was like, whatever, guys. Uh, <laughs> um, so I'm going to read a little now. Uh, I have not read from this book in front of any humans yet, or any pets. So I've not read aloud from this book yet. So if it goes weird, that's why. If it goes great, you'll be like, whoa, first time. <laughs> Nailed it. Even though it's only the second day of my senior year, the routine's familiar. When a new student starts at Eagle Vista Academy, one of us gives them a quick tour and at least the illusion of a friendly face in the crowd. The school is expensive, so I think the reception committee is an attempt to make new kids tell their parents they were warmly welcomed. Parents therefore immediately feel like they got their money's worth. I joined the reception committee when I was a freshman, so I've done this more times than I can count. I'm notified a day in advance to be at the guidance office before first period begins, and when I show up, I get the new student's schedule. But this morning is not like any of the other mornings. To be fair, it wasn't to begin with. We have our first meeting of the crest after school, and Mr. Wheeler will announce who's been selected as newspaper editor-in-chief. If it's not me, well, I can't think about that outcome right now. Needless to say, I'm in no shape to be the best possible liaison a new student deserves, much less this new student. Though maybe it isn't him. There must be other Alex Powells besides the Alex Powell. Miss Guillory, the guidance administrator, clears her throat. I look over to her and realize I may have been zoning out for more than a split second. Of course we pride ourselves on all students enjoying an excellent but typical high school experience here, she says. But with some students, it's important we pay special attention to that. I know then that it is the Alex Powell. I'll be back on time, I promise her as I dash out of the office. Luckily, my best friend Sadie is at her locker when I run up. You looked panicked, she says. Look at this. I hold up my liaison packet right in her face. Look at it, Sadie. Don't read it out loud, but look at it. Oh my God, she says. The packet's still in her face, so she's a little muffled. Alex Powell, I said not to read it out loud. Jules, you should know I can't follow a command like that. Wait, so do we know if it's the Alex Powell? Stop saying his name, I whisper. And yes, I think so at least. I don't have 100% confirmation yet. Can you imagine? 
Sadie checks her reflection in her locker mirror and fluffs her violet hair. One day you're one-fifth of the biggest boy band in the country. And then, how many years later? Two? Two, I say. Two years ago, it felt as if you couldn't go anywhere without hearing want to be your boy. Two years ago, everyone knew chaos for all. <laughs> Two years ago, Alex Powell was famous. Jules, this is a big responsibility, Sadie says. You are welcoming a teen idol to our school. He's not a teen idol anymore, I say. There had been at least a couple songs after Want to Be Your Boy, but they hadn't been so universally beloved. And then it was like Chaos for All had never even existed. Mom says once you're famous, you're changed, Sadie says, for good. Sadie's parents are actors, so her mom would know. I have to go, I say. I can't be late to welcome him. I should never be late to welcome someone on their first day, but but especially not Alex Powell, she says. Go. I rush back to the guidance office where I appear to have beaten Alex Powell. I've been trying to picture him, but in my head he's still 15 with perfectly floppy hair straight out of a photo shoot. Welcome back, Miss McAllister Morgan. Miss Guillory says with a sigh, and I think I'm supposed to realize I shouldn't have dashed off even briefly. It probably wasn't the most professional move, but today shouldn't call for standard operating procedures. All right, of course, today should. That's why standard operating procedures exist. <laughs> and good morning, Mr. Powell, Miss Guillory says, looking past me. I turn my head very slowly in a calculated swivel. Alex Powell, the Alex Powell is standing right inside the swinging doors. So uh, when, I, when I started writing this book, I realized that I had to have like a real boy band song in it. And I don't have any musical, like I can sing okay, especially for karaoke, but like I can't write a song, I can't write lyrics. I'm really lucky that I know a lot of like way more talented people though. And my dear friend Christy, who has her freaking master's degree in musical theater composition, I was like, here's a project for you. Could you write a viral boy band sensation that would have been out in like 2014? And because she's great, she said yes. <laughs> um, we ha and then she had the track produced, so we're going to play it tonight. <laughs> Uh, Christy, do you want to come up and say anything about want to be your boy? <laughs> sure. Uh, the, the, the thing that you didn't mention is that uh, the entire lyrics of the song are written in text speak. So if she's saying want to be, it's because it's number two, letter B, you are boy. Um, so the thing that we realized after the fact is that it's a visual joke. So we imagine in a song. So yeah, so it just sounds like normal words. But if we also chaos for all has five members, <laughs> <laughs> nobody caught that. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, let's. We're gonna play the track for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and if you bought your book, the lyrics to the first part are in, like, one of the first pages. So if you want to look at the lyrics while you listen, because, again, these are visual jokes in a song, which we... We're, we're awesome. Okay, this should work, right? <laughs> Every day I see you in the hall. I see you dream. 
tip, you should always bring your mom to events because she'll hold your phone in your bag. <laughs> um, this is not just the release party for my brand new book, The New Guy and Other Senior Year Distractions. It's also the paperback release with a brand new cover of Kissing Ted Callahan and Other Guys. <laughs> and those of you who read the book and or came to my last event know there's a great song in it as well. Um, that song was written by my friend Nadia Osman. And she's going to sing it with Christy's help tonight uh, for you guys. And I think she's going to come and say a thing about the song. So coming up, Nadia, give her a warm welcome. Uh, Let's all give Amy another giant round of applause for these amazing books. Um, 
I just, when I was listening to Chaos for All, I just kept thinking about how YouTubers would cover it. Yeah. And, just, <laughs> and just the amount of cover songs for it of like people who are legitimately good singers that sing in their bedroom and record into their laptops and you think ah oh, such talent why 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 are you doing this to yourself by putting it on youtube <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway so uh, <laughs> so it's true um so with kissing ted callahan um our our main character Sound? It feels like it's yeah. like vibrating. Yeah. Oh, just that hum? Yeah. That's just okay. the hum. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's not ominous. <laughs> That's not. <laughs> um, so with Kissing Teddy Callahan, she's in a band, and this Amy asked me, can you write an apology song that a teen girl might write and I was a teen girl once and before I got old and (laughs) 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 so this is sort of in that vein and Christy here who is a lovely singer is going to help me out by harmonizing so uh, we also put the harmonizing part together like 15 minutes ago so go go easy (laughs) okay yeah no, that's the opposite of going Don't easy. Yeah, that's <laughs> Alright. One, two, three. About the time, about the time I called you names. Or that other time when we were playing games. I know I'm young and kind of insecure, but that was dumb. I was in the wrong for sure. No, I don't think that you should cut your hair. I like the way. You always seem to care about the world Oh hell, what do I know? I'm just a girl A girl who wants to show you Everything that I could ever offer Everything that you could ever want Everything that you could ever dream of I want to show you Everything about the time I almost caused a scene Or that other time You fed me jelly beans I never thought that this would ever grow I never believed that I would get to show you Everything that I could ever offer Everything that you could ever want Everything that you could ever dream of I want to show you everything The reason that I couldn't let you see All the good and the bad and the ugly of me The reason that I didn't think this is real Is you're the only one who's ever made me feel About that time when we were in my car Or that other time we kissed under the stars Or that other time we didn't make a sound I want to show you everything that I could ever offer, everything that you could ever want, everything that you could ever dream of. I want to show you, I want to know you, I want to be your everything. Thank you. Oh my God, how great are those ladies? They're so good. This is why you make friends, so they can do things you can't do. Also, friendship. (laughs) 
All right, so now is my favorite part of the evening, the Q and A. Uh, now I feel like everyone's like, "Oh, really?" <laughs> you were like, "Oh, I thought she was going to let us eat more donuts." Um, do you guys have any great questions, or even not great questions? I take them all. Yes, Robin. Uh, can you talk about the extensive boy band research you did? <laughs> oh yeah. So I actually was like a real, like I was snotty when I was young. I know it's shocking to hear that. So like, I didn't listen to boy bands when I, but like I listen, like when everyone was into New Kids on the Block, I was like, oh, I'm too good for that. But I listened to Debbie Gibson and Tiffany. So like, you know what I mean? Like my moral ground was, was shaky. Um, so when I started writing this book, I contacted, including Robin, who asked the question, friends of mine who I'm like, I feel like you know what's going on with boy bands. Uh, could you make me some playlists? And I really didn't know a lot but it was really exciting to suddenly listen to them and what I learned was um, like One Direction sounded way different than I thought they would sound boy bands sound different now I thought they would all sound exactly like New Kids on the Block but they don't so that was something I learned Um, and I kind of thought it would be this musical awakening for me and I would be like oh my god I'm going to be so into boy bands now and like that's going to be my new thing as I get ready to turn 40 but like (laughs) It didn't happen. I was like, okay, that's nice. I did my research. And then I just went back to like my safe world of like lady punk rock bands and Taylor Swift. <laughs> all right, next question. Yes. Okay, you always make up awesome band names and TV show names. Do you have like a book that you just keep them in? No, in fact, a lot of times it's like a panic text to a friend like, oh, I need a fake band name and like someone will name them for me. And then other times it's just like, a, like there's a band listed in Kissing Ted Callahan called I'm Listening, which is clearly a Frasier joke. <laughs> and it's like, like what do cool teens like, Frasier? <laughs> but I was literally like, I don't, a lot, I'm, I have a lot of writers here and I often have like, TV background noise when I'm writing that I'm like I've seen this 10 times it doesn't matter what it is and for a lot of when I wrote that when I did the edits to Kissing Dad Callahan it was Frasier I don't know I just wrote a really sweet teen romance and I had Breaking Bad on in the background so I'm like I worry that things get in there that you don't know about but uh, so a lot of times it's just like oh I need to I'm going to give this to like Nadia for notes I want to make Nadia laugh when she's reading it so there are like tons of jokes like in Kissing Ted Callahan just to like amuse her and then you kind of forget about it and then it gets into copy edits and they're still there you're like oh I made a dumb joke for my friends and it is still in the book and that book is getting printed and just sent to strangers so that's weird but no I don't have a list if there is a list someone send it to me that sounds great yes Sarah um, of your characters thus far, your leading ladies in your books, who would you say you're the most likely one? Hmm. Well, I just made a, qu- a personality quiz online. If you guys want to take it, go to my Twitter and look for it. <laughs> the Ames is my username. It's terrible. Um, so I took that quiz, and I got Kelly from Inc. once, and then when I retook it to post it online after it was, like, official, I got Riley from Kissing Ted Callahan, which is what I thought I would get, because Riley is really loud and weird and accidentally yells and talks in all caps all the time and, like, goes to see a million concerts, and that just felt right. But I think, like, maybe Kelly is Kelly is maybe more me when I was actually in high school, so it feels like... That is, I think Jules in a lot of ways is the least like me because she's like very type A and high achieving and doesn't really have a lot of downtime. And that's like, I don't think she like cares about Netflix, you know, like, and I care a lot about Netflix. So I think it was really, it was really fun to write a character who was like so type A and neurotic because it's not me, but I guess a lot of, 
I don't think I'm spoiling anyone to say, I think a lot of people in publishing might be a little type A and erotic because like everyone at the publishing house was like, oh my God, I really relate to this girl. Thank you so much. And I was like, oh, thank God. Cause I was sort of guessing what it would be like to feel that way. <laughs> yes. Probably not supposed to ask a question, but, um, so I'm going to ask you a really hard hitting question. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, the, the heroine in this book, she, it says like it's, supposed to really be encapsulating what a teenage girl's life is like mm-hmm. but I know when I was in high school I was not getting asked out by a boy band member <laughs> and I did not get into brown and I did apply so I'm just wondering guys that's not a spoiler but you never in the book find out if she gets in or not so it's okay I did, that's what I was saying <laughs> she seems like she has kind of a charmed life and do you like how does that relate to like the every every girl every woman's high school experience well when like because I write romantic comedy I always think of like rom-coms are sort of like a heightened version of reality because like where there are meat cutes and like like if I spill my groceries in real life I just like lose things but if you spill your groceries in a romantic comedy it's probably gonna like an orange will roll into a hot man's hand and he'll be like oh and then like flash forward a year marriage so I think like you're already like kind of existing in this world where it's not like it's not quite real so I like playing within that world and finding like okay so like what if you were a girl who had a like goes to an exclusive prep school meets a former boy man member like where is the reality in that like what would it actually feel like if it happened because that's sort of the thing I like playing with in my books like my first book has like a long lost mother who's like a famous author and like it's less about the fact that like that's a relatable thing to happen and more like when you're a teenager you kind of wonder like more about your family and who your parents are as people and you have that sort of feeling of disconnect so it's kind of taking the biggest version of that and then like finding finding the truth within it like what it would actually feel like does that make sense great she approved and she works at a bookstore okay more questions yes kate do you ever find it difficult to relate to the teenagers because you say you're so different than a lot of the characters in your books um i don't know i think I mean, I'm old, but I'm always like, oh, I'm pretty much like a teenager. And then I meet, like, you guys are all here. And I'm like, oh, you're a lot younger than me. I'm not. (laughs) Um, But when I, you know, when I sit down and write, it's just sort of that's what comes out. It's really natural for me to write as, like, a 16 or 17-year-old girl, whatever that says about my subconscious. I don't know. But, oh, my God, I snorted like a pig. (laughs) And can I ask, and please be honest with me, earlier when I was reading, was there, like, a cat meowing? (laughs) I was like, is this how I go? <laughs> and I didn't stop to ask because honestly, I was afraid you guys would all be like, no, there's no cat. <laughs> I don't know. And I also think it's just when you write characters, it's about like writing the reality of the character. And so if it's a teenager, you want to like really be respectful of what their actual life is like and not belittle them or pander them or talk down to them and try to like think back to when I was a teenager, but also just. You know, I write I write people's fathers and I write people's mothers and I don't have kids and I'm not a dude. And so I think like as long as you're being respectful to characters, like you're gonna portray them fairly and accurately, I hope. Yes. Have you written or do you have any intention of writing books about teenagers from the inner city, kids that are not privileged? Um I do yeah, I know. I write about really privileged kids, and um, that weirds me out, too. And I wasn't privileged. I mean, I was, like, relatively speaking, but my characters all are tend to be a little better off than me. And I 
think to be honest um i want to if i did i would take really great care and i would want it to be really accurate and um so i haven't yet but definitely yeah um well, I definitely am trying to include more characters of color. Like the love interest in my first book was a guy of color. There's definitely uh, characters who aren't white or straight in this book. So I try to keep an eye on it. It's it's the tough call of trying to trying to let your books reflect the real world you actually live in, which is obviously really diverse. And then I'll just be honest, as like a white person, you're often really like, I don't want to say something offensive. I'm going to try to keep this really respectful. So sometimes it's a hard, it's a hard place to find the ground for, but I'm always challenging myself to do more. I recently wrote something that has another love interest of color. So uh, definitely, I think, yeah, I'll, you'll be seeing more of that for me. This book is pretty white. <laughs> Yes. I always wanted to be a writer, even when I was little. Uh, it was sort of like a, I really like daydreaming and thinking of stories. So then I was like, oh, there's a real thing I could do, and it's just this. Um, so it was sort of like a, not like a cheat, but it felt like it. I was like, I'm going to get paid to do the thing that I do when I slack off. And I always really wanted to be a writer. But I also, like, I come from a really Midwestern family, and they were like, all right, well, as long as you can pay your bills, you do whatever you want. So I went to college for marketing and got a marketing degree, and I work in marketing still, but um, I kept trying to write anyway, because the thing about writing was I felt like no one lets you work a marketing job unless you have a marketing degree or a degree, but in writing, if you, like, write a book that's amazing, like, people aren't like, where's the degree for this? So it felt like that was the right thing to do for me to like be able to support myself, but also be a writer. But yeah, I've been working at it since I was really little. But like what I wrote then was really bad. Like, because people hear that and they're like, oh, you must have been like a prodigy. I'm like, no, I basically would like read a Babysitter's Club book and then like change. Like instead of babysitting, they do something else. But it's four girls who meet once a week in someone's room. So like it was just plagiarizing until I got better. <laughs> but yeah, I would say like almost 30 years. Rochelle, did you just raise your hand? I like your new haircut. <laughs> um, I was just wondering All the books have started kind of differently for me. For the new guy, um, I had just written Kissing Ted Callahan, and it was like such a fun experience writing just like a full-blown romantic comedy that I wanted to do it again, but I always want to challenge myself not to do like exactly the same thing. So... Uh, I like the idea of kind of like a contentious romantic comedy, like a really, um, this isn't a cool, I've not made any cool references yet. I was just talking about Frasier. I don't know why I'm suddenly concerned. Um, <laughs> but I was thinking of something like, honestly, this to me, it was like, you've got mail, this idea of like, uh, because there's like an old media versus new media plotline in the book. And I love the thought of like, when you fall for someone who you kind of shouldn't, but also like, the obstacles are awesome a lot of them are in your head too and I like I don't know I I wanted the idea of like what if you're fighting with the person you actually want to be making out with like that's a struggle <laughs> yes um, I love all your titles and is that are titles easy for you no they're really hard um they're so fun 
Thank you. Uh, I didn't come up with half of them. Um, I came up with the Reese Malcolm list, which I'm still happy with. I came up with Ink is Thicker Than Water, which I'm like, what? Because it's like about adoption and tattoos. It's like such a good title. And I never thought I could come up with a title that good again. And so far, it's true because <laughs> two friends of mine, two authors, uh, Courtney Summers and Trish Dole are both contributed to this title. And uh, the sales and marketing team at Little Brown came up with this title. So I don't know if I'll ever title a good book again. But as long as other people are willing to, it's cool. And I think now there's like definitely, it sounds really pretentious, but there's like an Amy Spaulding title. You know, it's like really long and probably someone's name is in it and it's got parentheses. So <laughs> think about the titles, guys. Uh, any more questions? Yes. Uh, the hardest thing about writing is oh, a lot of it is hard. Um, sometimes actually writing is, is really hard. A lot of times you're not quite sure where your idea is going or you feel like if you're in a bad mood at all, sometimes it is very hard to write. If you're distracted, it's really hard to write. If you're stressed out about something else, it's hard to write. Um, which takes me to the other thing that's really hard about writing is the publishing industry. Because anytime art and commerce meet, it's really hard. And so you might love your idea, but then you start thinking like, oh, is anyone actually going to want to buy this? Or will this sell well? Or is this what my publisher expects from me? And it's so hard not getting like bogged down in that instead of just tuning it all out and sitting down with you know my computer and just writing and then of course when you sit down with your computer even when you block everything else there's twitter and it's really distracting so i just staying focused i think is the short version of that answer yes allegra sometimes i outline sometimes i don't I, I feel like i switch like a process for every i like every book is slightly different um for the new guy, I definitely outline more than I had before because I'm like, oh, it's a romantic comedy. There are definitely like, beats a romantic comedy has. There's like the meet cute and there's like starting to get together and then there's some sort of conflict. And then so that kind of made it easy for me to wrap my head around how it worked. And I also I sold the book just on the first few chapters, which you think is a good because you're like, oh, I barely wrote anything and they paid me for it. And then they're like, great, send us the rest in like a month and a half. And you're like, well, it took me like three months to write that little bit I sent you. Real? Okay, they're, they're serious about this. And so then you follow your own outline and you realize you did not know what you were talking about when you made it. So you're just like, oh, and then this happened. And you're just like, it's really, it's it's tough. So I kind of need to write a little to know my characters before I know what they're doing. And then I realize I don't know what I'm doing. So then I outline. It's a lot of like back and forth. Yes, Morgan. Uh, what I can tell you guys is there's a mini sequel to Kissing Ted Callahan coming out in June that's for ebooks only, and it's called Love and Music and Missing Ted Callahan, and it's set at a music festival that's like Pitchfork, but I called it Trident, because that's a synonym, <laughs> and they can't see me. So I'm really excited about that, and that'll be out, I think, in early June, and it's going to be like 2 or $3, I think. So, I mean, get it, because what's to lose and then beyond that I don't know what I'm writing yet um, I started something really recently that I'm really excited about but I sometimes feel like the more excited I get early on like the less I should talk about it because I'll, I'll tell like 50 people and then they'll be like hey how's that project going I'm like oh it went real badly and I don't want to speak of it again so so that stuff's secret for now but look for love and music and missing Ted Callahan 
to. Yes? I do. Uh, I definitely throw their names in as like, if I need like the last name of a teacher or another student, um, or there's a lot of dogs in the new guy. So a lot of, some of you who own dogs might see your dog's name in this book. If, it, if I didn't, like don't get upset. Josh looks so excited right now. I don't remember, honestly, if Banjo's name is in this or not. <laughs> I lost track. There's so many dogs in this book. She volunteers at a stray rescue organization, so she walks a lot of stray dogs. Well, no longer stray. They're, they've been rescued. Yay. <laughs> they're fictional, but we're still happy for them. <laughs> Any more questions? Yes. You know, even though I am almost a 40-year-old woman, I'm like, I don't know what those women think about. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I feel like I'm still like a, ch- like, okay, this is, I'm really going off on a tangent, but a friend and I were talking about how we think Jimmy Fallon is a child who got bigged because <laughs> he can't get through an interview without giggling. He's always like, be my friend, be my friend. And then, like, do you guys, did you see that episode Nicole Kidman was on? And she was like, we were on a date. And he's like, and she's like, you just sat down and started playing video games. And I was like, see, he's a child who got bigged. Anyway, I feel like that sometimes. So when I think about, like, writing as a 40-year-old, I could write, like, as a 40-year-old I am, which is, like, single, going, like, living a very similar life that I've led for a while, which is, like, you know, single, not a lot of responsibilities, like going out a lot, having a lot of friends, doing like those sorts of things. But when I think of like, when I hear like a 40-year-old, I'm like, oh, she's got a mortgage and uh, like children and responsibilities that aren't just like, well, the cats got fed. They're still alive. So I don't know. But it's weird when I hear that because I'm like, that is you. Why does it scare you? So I don't know. That's more for my therapist than you guys probably. <laughs> Uh, are there any more questions? Yes. I this is my fourth out. I definitely wrote some other ones. I also wrote a lot of versions. My first book, The Reese Malcolm List, I think is maybe the most special to me because it was a book I really learned to be to like write a book with. Like the first time I wrote that book, it was so long and I didn't really know what I was doing. And when I finally figured it out, it just felt like so special. And then I think a lot of authors, your first book that comes out just has this like very special place in your heart because it was like, oh, that's the first thing the world saw that I wrote, and it feels really amazing. Um, but I also, I wasn't able to sell my first two books, Reese and Ink, for a long time. And I was just feeling really down and not sure if I should keep writing. And I felt stupid. I was like, I'm good in marketing. I'll just go do marketing. No one sends me rejection letters in marketing. By the way, not even sure you get rejection letters in marketing all the time. It just doesn't feel personal because it's like, oh, you didn't want to buy the onion.com and I thought it was a good idea. But when someone doesn't want to buy your book, it feels so personal. So I was so depressed and just, you know, really doubting myself as a writer. And I started writing Kissing Ted Callahan just like to make myself laugh because I was like, what if I just wrote a book about a girl in a band who makes out with a bunch of guys? And I was like, great. So I wrote that just to like keep myself amused. And like I said, uh, Nadia's still lurking back there. Like to like literally, she would give me notes, and I would like try to make her laugh with them. And then like it ended up selling, and it was like, oh my god, a book I wrote just to like make myself happy with no other, you know, I wasn't trying to sell it, I wasn't trying to do anything. It was just literally like to get myself out of feeling so depressed. 
it like sold and people bought it. So it was really, that was really exciting too. But I love all of them. So don't be like, Ink of the new guy. She doesn't even like them. I like them. More questions? One more question? Yes, Elise. What books are you reading right now? Um, oh my god, I'm hardly reading at all because I'm so slammed right now. I will tell you that uh, I'm reading Morgan Matson's new book and it's not even out yet, The Unexpected Everything. It's really great. I've read a bunch of it already. But Morgan writes really long books, I'm going to say. <laughs> like, a really long book. So, it's no, it's exciting, but it's that's what I'm reading right now. So, uh, it has also a bunch of dogs in it, so... That's the tying theme of that. Um, all right. I also, oh, Rochelle, do you have another question? Okay. It's called Freeform now. You've, Rochelle used to work in TV development, so I have to give her a hard time. Now she's becoming a veterinarian, so. Same thing. Um, well, all I know is that when I wrote, like, I never, I often don't really see, like, I literally see the, the characters as, like, very fictional people in my mind, and they aren't real people, but my mom has told me multiple times that Alex Powell is the blonde guy from One Direction, who, I don't even know how his name is said. Yeah, that guy. So, according to Pat Spaulding, that's who should play Alex Powell. Um, and then, like, my all the people at Little Brown said Jules was either like teenage Leslie Nope or nice Paris Geller. So I like both of those comparisons so much that I'm like, yeah, just use those. And uh, I will say her teacher, Mr. Wheeler, is like every I think he's like every awkward man in his 30s who's done improv in the city. <laughs> so please, please, for my sake, picture that. Um, I thought I saw another hand up. Yes. Um, hmm. I definitely wanted to, I wanted to write something different. I wanted it to feel like my other characters were a little less neurotic in that way. Um, and I also like the idea of getting them together really early and then being like, how can I screw it up for them? And normal, like I used to like. Like in traditional rom romantic comedies, it's kind of like you get like the buildup, but I was like, what if they start kissing like right away and then hijinks ensue? <laughs> Any more questions? We'll just go. Okay, so we're going to go into the signing time. I mean, it sounded like a children's theater. Um, <laughs> but we have a lot of donuts left. So I still want to say, don't like stick your face in there and be crazy. Still like try to make sure everyone's getting... I just hit my tooth on the mic. That was so weird. Um, everyone take a donut. And then if you feel like everyone's done that and there's still some left, take another. But let's just be nice about it. And thanks again to Skylight Books. <laughs> my favorite bookstore in the whole city and thank you so much to Nadia and Christy for their musical genius thanks to Donut Friend for being a friend with donuts and thanks to you guys for coming out on the school night literally some of you you've been listening to the Skylight Books author reading series don't forget that you can listen to this and all of our other great podcasts at skylightbooks.com Thanks again for stopping by, and we hope to see you soon.